Ladies and gentlemen, around the world, this is Gavina T.K. Kirkland. You're listening to the T.K. Kirkland Podcast. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, the T.K. Kirkland Podcast. His brother reached out to me. You know, I try to be all over the world, and I just felt his energy, and I felt like I needed to call him today, not next week. Not next month, not next year. So talk to me. What's up, yo? What's going on, man? Uh, it's funny, man, for you to reach out so fast because, man, I'll be at work and I'll be listening to your podcast, man, and I think I work an eight-hour shift, and I think, man, you get me through about half of my shift just because I got stuff I listen to in the morning and then I listen to you afterwards. And a lot mm-hmm. of the stories that you, you know, people that come on, especially some of the guys that just sound like me, when I'm talking to a lot of the guys that I, you know, hang with or kick it with or whatever, just some of the stories, like, man, how, how do y'all know some of the stuff that y'all, y'all are dealing with? But I know everybody don't, you know, everybody ain't, you know, raised by, you know, people like you or whatever. So mm-hmm. in my case, man, I'm uh, I'm 34. I'm soon to be 35. Man, I'm married. Uh, got three kids. Mm-hmm. Um just living my life, man, I'd have been through some things, man, I'd have been in the streets, you know what I'm saying, transition out of the streets, mm-hmm. uh, no working and got myself together on my home, all right, no, you know, only thing I got to pay on it is taxes and stuff like that, and just, you know, taking care of myself and my family, you know what I'm saying, uh, blessed, man, not trying to, uh, not trying to, you know, down nobody else or whatever, but I, you know, I don't cry with spilled milk, man, I left my, I mean, I lost my mom at a young age, so... In life, I'm just used to losing things, but I've been noticing, like, lately, as far as it comes to friends, especially males, I lose males that's supposed to be my guys, guys that I've been with for years, you know, uh, because if we look at the world, man, they got this victim mentality, there's always me, like, you know, they got problems that they put themselves in, like some of them guys, like, you know, guys cheating on their girls or whatever happened, and you know what come with that. You know what I'm saying? Like, we right, all have been right. players before, and it's like, bro, how you, you know how you don't know this? So it's like, I'm the type, I'm the friend that's going to tell you what it is. Not disrespecting okay. you, but just telling you really what it is. And, you know, I've been seeing myself just losing these guys that supposed to be my guys. And, you know, honestly, man, it hurt a little bit because it's like, damn, he was my nigga, bro. Like, how you mad at me for you know, keeping it real with you, like, this is what, what you need. So I'm at a place where just going into my 35th year, they're like, you know, some of these guys, like, you know, I, I, you know, people get in they, they feelings where they want to not mm-hmm. deal with you or whatever. And then for me, it's like, I'm at a place where I ain't letting niggas back in. Like, bro, you gone, you gone, but don't, don't come back with all that. And I'm just trying right. to really figure out how to navigate it without, because I know we need people. Like, I'll be a fool to act like I don't need, you know, uh, people in my life, you know what I'm saying, I, you know, I don't want to just be this lonely life, you know, I'm 35, and it's like, damn, you ain't got no friend, but it's just like, I just ain't trying to deal with dudes that ain't, you know, just ready to own up to their shit, whatever that may be, like, if you fucked up, you fucked up, and all right, get back on it, like, you know what I'm saying, like, that's what I be on, like, man, I, I done messed up a whole bunch of times this year as far as just myself, I'm actually sitting at the table right now going through my 2023 planner of just what I, how much I want to save and how I'm going to go about saving it. Next year, it might not like happen that. that way, but I'm going to try. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to try. Right. Like, that's all I can do. That's right. That's right. So. Tell your story real quick. You know, I always got stories and shit, you know. Years ago, about 27 years ago, me and Terry Crews used to be best friends. 
Michigan. You know the actor Terry Crews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He from uh, he from Michigan. I'm from Detroit. He from uh, Flint, yeah, I think. He's from Flint. He's from Flint. Yeah. And Terry Crews came out to um, Los Angeles, California. He, he was he was on his way to become a writer. He was a a writer. He was doing security first. Then he got into wrestling. Then he got into writing. And he was a great writer. He wrote a script uh, for me called um, YBI, Young Boys Incorporated. Right, I'm familiar. And so I went and raised the money for the movie. I think I raised like $8 million. A lot of football, football player friends I had went into the agency and trying to do the movie, but by the time the agent dissected the deal, I went from being a star and producer to just getting a producer credit. Mm-hmm. Terry Crews didn't stand up, but my niggas was like, yo, T, when we left, like, Terry Crews ain't stand up for you. We can't, we're not doing the movie because the movie is based around you. You told us the movie was going to be your movie and his movie. My point being is Terry wind up getting a month later, he got a part in Fridays. Mm-hmm. But Terry Crews still was broke. He was on the movie screen, but he was broke. I used to send him and his wife out to dinner. I used to pay his mortgage at his house. And I love this thing. That's what I'm going with with your story. Like, right. he, out of all the people I knew in this world, I truly love that nigga Terry Crews. Like, if I wanted to be anybody in the world at that time, I wanted to emulate that dude. Mm-hmm. So um, he was broke, but I loved him so much. This is what I did. I said, yo, come with me to Miami. All you got to do is just come on stage and say, hey, I'm Terry Crews. I'm going to give you $500 a week, pay for his air, pay for his hotel. But this was before Cat Williams blew up as well. And I was bigger than Cat at that time. So the tickets wasn't really selling. So the promoter, I guess, wanted to save money, said to me, TK, I don't want Cat. I'm just going to use you for the show. So we tried to get in touch with Cat a couple of days before he got on the plane. But Cat wasn't answering the song. When he got there, um, the guy said that he didn't want to use it, but Cat was upset. But Terry Crews got involved. Terry Crews was like, yo, you got to pay him his money and all this kind of stuff. But I said, Terry, we'll get him on the next one. It's just the way this particular circuit goes, that like anybody's trying to hold out. You know, and it wasn't my show. I was just a guy being a middleman. Right. But um, today I don't even get caught up in all those things because it can backfire on me. Right. So, um, everybody had their little disagreement, but I took everybody out to eat. There's a, a hotel called Delano's in um, Delano. I'm sorry, not Delano's, Del, um, Delano in Miami on South Beach. So this is my hangout. This is when Madonna and all of us used to hang back there today. So I took them there. I took Terry Crews and it wasn't Cat, it was somebody else. I know, I think it was Cat. And I had we had lobster club sandwiches, nigga, with bottles of champagne between it right there. But guess who's like 20 feet away from us? R. Kelly. Now, I toured with R. Kelly for years in the 90s. So his team came over. He said, TK, because Terry Crews on just did Friday. He said, TK, we want to get you in a video while we're down here. 
and I got I exchanged numbers with the lady who was representing him because I'm a great negotiator. Right. I said, cool, take me the number. And I watched this. I called that night, and I was trying, when we was negotiating the deal for the video, I was trying to get everybody $10,000 a piece. I put this on my mother, who's deceased, and my kids, who I love. $10,000 a piece, but it was over budget. And normally, if you know the music industry, 10000 each person, 30000 for uh, uh, not superstars is really over budget. But I'm known for going for the, all the money that's on the table. Right. So we go back and forth all day. And the lady says to me, TK, um, um, Kels, as they call him, Kels, just want you. We're not going to do everybody 10000 So I went back and told Terry Crews on that. And this nigga got mad at me. He said, what do you mean they just want you? I said, what do you mean? I'm the one that got the relationship with the nigga. Right. <laughs> what do you mean? So Terry Crews got back on the plane. We never spoke ever again. Mm. And we was tight. Now, I'm, I'm the nigga that pays bills now. Yeah, listen, I'm man. To help him out, man. And, and I know the pain that you're saying because I thought this was my true friend. Hey, because how you feel a week. It had you feeling weak because you like, damn, like, nigga, I love you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to be honest. Like, you know, one of my guys, man, he's going through a hard time. And I had a couple extra dollars. Now, I, I got I got me and my wife, we got Jerry. You know, I got a Rolex. In the wintertime, you know, I'm from the D. So, in the wintertime, I send my stuff to the pine shop, man. I ain't no need of walking around with no ice on. You know how these boys get up here. I like that. So, Clever. So, uh, you know, and it's investment. I use that. Pay bills. Pay for Christmas. You know what I'm saying? Do whatever. So, Around that time, it's like around March, I'm like about to get my watch out. I got the money to get my watch out. It's summertime, about to come back around and watch the stunt. So, my man going through some hard times, I use some of that money, you know what I'm saying? I give my man some of the money. Right. End, up not, end up not getting my watch out doing something else. So, I ain't mad at you because I ain't getting my watch out. But, nah, me and dog ain't even speaking. And it's like, damn, nigga, I sacrifice to help you when I ain't have to. But because I love you and I don't want to be the nigga stunting and my man's fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. So it'd be, but let know, me share what, what I mean by that. I'm sorry to cut, cut you off. Let me share what I'm trying to say. Even though I love that man, even though you love that brother, life is about growth. See, even though we want to hold on to people that we care about, but, and some people don't look at you the same way you look at them. All right. But if you can, and I told my son this because my son knew about that situation, and I said, friendships is like a revolving door. Some going to go, some going to stay. But you take the great memories that you learned from those people and keep it moving because that's just life, yo. Even though that hurt me, even though this hurt, that has hurt you, what I'm sharing with you is just life. And life is about growth. Life is about obstacles here and there because um, life's not perfect and you got to be tough. Let me repeat it. You got to be tough to live. When you got, because you got a family, you got a wife, you got a home. So any of their confusion becomes your confusion. Right. If you're smart and you're into just listening to politics, listening to taxes, 
listening to how you got to take care of your health, listening to what the hell is going on in the world. You see how confusing shit is um, from Lizzo to the LBGTQ to Kanye fucking West to Kyrie Irving to niggas getting shot on the street to um, Quavo, I mean, um, Takeoff and um, these of these natures, all this crazy, especially you being in the deep. It's just insane. It's life. So you wake up every day, you go, you know, whew, here we go again. But you do the best you can, and the people that's going to rock with you are rock with you. The people that's not going to rock with you is life. You did what you were supposed to do from your heart. You did it from your heart. You didn't want nothing to return. You thought right. it was the right thing to do. And I had to learn that the hard way, too. Because when I was younger and I didn't think my career was going to take off, I was a little hurt about D.L. Hughley because D.L. had blew up and I loved him. But they wasn't looking out for me the way I thought they should have at that time. And my mother said something to me. She said, T.K., did you do it for something in return? She said, what do you mean? She said, did you do it from your heart or did you do it to get something in return? I had to really think about it, you know. And at that time, I wanted something back. But what I learned in life is that the people you help in life doesn't mean doesn't mean that your um, return is going to come from them. It's going to come totally from somebody else. Right. Now, how do you deal with, or or did you have to deal with, like them or whoever you feel like, like slandering you, like? Because for me, it's like the. I, I, for one, I know I, I do what I do, the things I do from from my heart. But my thing is, like, when I speak of the, like, the woe is me mentality that a lot of people have in this generation today, in this world today, is that, you know, uh, they want to act like nobody did nothing for them. And, yeah, that's true. That's true. And that that's what gets me, because it's like, bro, don't act like, you know what I'm saying? And I ain't even looking for the recognition. I'm just looking like, don't play me like, you know what I'm saying? You want to act like nobody was in your corner and you went through everything you went through and nobody was there for you. Like, nah, bro, come on. Right. I'm going to tell you, I got a story for that too because I shared that with one of my OGs one day. And he said, T, don't trip people not from the same cloth mm. you are. See, in the music industry, in the entertainment industry, they they go by a different set of rules because most of those guys don't come from the streets, right? Most street right. people are rappers. But in the right. music industry, TV industry, those guys are not street. Me and you are street, and I'm going to prove my point. See, me and you have the same mentality. Like, if I was a hustler, drug dealer, let's say drug dealer, and I, on consignment, I gave you 50 keys, right? Right. I go away, but you blew up off the 50 keys. I do 10 to 15 years. I come home. You're not supposed to say, yo, thank you for putting me on. You're supposed to be like, yo, I got your bread for you. Here you go. That's the way the street rules are. Do you agree? Right. Yeah. yeah. Like a nigga get cracked upside his motherfucking head if you ain't got my bread when I get out when I put you on. Well, this mm-hmm. is the same way you think in your world. This is the same thing I think in my world. I think that everybody who I helped, everybody should have been like, yo, T, boom, 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 but that's not the way it went. That's just life. 
because there's different ways of thinking and different um, levels of life. Right. In your life, that's how you think. I'm on the same page you on. Believe me. But it doesn't apply to the rest of the world, unfortunately. That's why I said. That's why I said what I said and, and what I wrote you because I'm like, man, I'm listening to you, kick it to some of these guys. And like I said, I mean, you know, you know, you older than me. That's from I mean, he got so much game. And then um, I'm like, I'm at, I'm at 35, and I like what you were saying and standing out to me. How you were saying like you need X amount of years as an adult, and I'm like, you know, I've been proud of myself because I'm blessed that God has put me in the position at 35 to be where I'm at, but I'm like, dang, listen, to TK show me, like, I ain't even begin yet. So that gave me more, you know, inspiration and motivation, just know, like, all right, man, I ain't even really begin yet, because, you know what I'm saying, I'm 35, I got a beautiful wife, you know, um, family good, and, you know, I'd have been up, I'd have been down, so I, I don't even trip over that, because, like you said, it's life, like, I got a full understanding of that, like, man, it's, it's life, so, um, yes. it's just, and for me, I feel like knowledge in here. Your kids are your new friends. Right, listen, so, and that's where I feel like me and most of my guys been falling out that because, like, don't get me wrong, I still chase my dreams. The dreams that I got, the goals that I got, I still chase them. But I'm also understanding that it ain't about me no more. It's about what my kids on, what they trying to do. I got a, I got a 15-year-old that he's in the sports. So I'm on whatever whatever you're trying to do with sports, you know what I'm saying? I'm helping them, you know, football training and all that. You know, my daughter, mm-hmm. she's in the art. You know what I'm saying? So I'm doing that all while still finding time for me. And my wife to that's be right. on what we what we be on, but it's right. like that, and that's so that's what I was getting at with the questions. I'm like, this ain't the first time this been happened to me with a, with another male friend. So I'm like, man, how do I stop this from keep happening? But I understand what you said is life, so it's gonna happen. My thing is, I wanna, I guess, numb it somewhere. It don't hurt as much. Like, damn, all right, man. Like, you get you know through it, fam, and you'll meet new people. True, but then mm-hmm. listen. But mm-hmm. that's the hard part too, like trusting, because no, 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 I know no. that you're too old to trust now. Wait, because listen, I noticed that when God ever takes something from me, he give me something better, or he give me something else. So I got a young guy that that's my that's my own boy. Now we've been working, we've been coworkers for a few years now, but he kind of like my right hand dog. We talk every day, you know. This my guy. So the other guy that I feel like I'm losing, I got somebody, but it's like I don't want to even get to the point where because me and the other guy, we got 15 plus years, you know what I'm saying, and just. It's like I never thought that it would come to this with me, dude, because uh, just the uh, the friendship alone should let you know, hey, bro, I'm for you. So no matter what you're going through, whatever hard times you're going through, whatever, bro, you know that I'm for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I know you got your own life. Hey, I'm, I'm see, I gotta get I gotta get hard on you now. So you ready? Right. Listen. You gotta grow the fuck up, dog. And I gotta grow up on okay. Yeah, you got to grow the fuck up. Like, you're still being emotional about shit. Hey. You got to stop it. It's like you're a man. And yes, we want to have friends. Yes, we want to do that. But you'll get eat up alive if you put your heart on the table like that. You you understand? Right. I mean, I think part of the shit we've been through in You have to let me talk. I apologize, bro. You have to let me talk. Thank you. The world will eat your ass up, yo, by the way you feel right now. So here's the strategy. Yes, be good to people. Let your experiences from your past teach you. Because even if you choose a nigga to be your friend, 20, 30 years can go by. You say, yo, it's my best friend. And that nigga still can turn around and do something to you. And you go, 
man, I can't believe this motherfucker did this to me. Right. You know how many stories you know. You know how many stories yeah, you've heard. Yeah, because like. part, part, part of it is that street, making it out the streets together with a guy, and y'all transition, but like you said, you grow. And I understand. I've seen the growth in my life where I know, you know how you know you surpass people, but it's like you want to bring them along because, all right, we made it out of that together. Let's make it out of this. So you're right. Like, I, I got to grow up some more. And just understand, yeah, I'm, I'm hearing you. I don't want you to think I'm not hearing you. I'm hearing you, man. Okay, yeah, you you got to grow because you're talking now to hear yourself talk, if that makes any sense. And I want you to hear me instead of hearing yourself talk. Yeah. Because what's important here is the wisdom I'm giving you. Because if you have all the answers, then you didn't need to call me. You could have just no, no, in the mirror and talked to yourself, right? So what I'm saying to you, just love your children, carve out the time for yourself, but the most important thing I'm going to share with you is your health. Make sure you get your checkups twice a year. Know your health, your cholesterol. Know about your blood pressure. Watch what you eat. Make sure you watch what your woman eats because our Black men and women die at a rapid rate because I hear all these things that you're talking about, but I don't hear help. And I want to get that out to the world who's going to listen to this episode um, today. This is a thing that we're focused on so many other things, but we don't go to the doctor. We don't get checked up. And that's the most important because if you don't do that, you're not going to be around anyway to worry about oh, yeah. who's going to be your that. friend and who's going to take care of your children and who's going to be loving your wife after you leave. These are facts. Uh, can't, can't worry about that. Go. Yes. So you got to go to the doctor and make it mandatory. And then you tell the people who you care about, whether you're going to be friends with them forever. Always say to their brother, yo, are you happy? Are you healthy? And they said, yeah, cool. I said, when last time you got to check up? To all my fans who are listening to this episode, look at each other, talk to each other, and ask that person, are you happy? Are you healthy? And when the last time you've seen a doctor, you could probably save somebody's life, tell your story. I did this program in Ohio years ago, and it was called um, Something About the Walk. And it was giving out free medical. People get tested and all this kind of stuff. And I saw a friend in the mall. I said, yo, I'm doing this um, this annual walk here. This week you should come by and get tested. When you know when he came by, they rushed him to the hospital that same day because his blood pressure was that high. It was He, he could have died. And every time I see him, we talk about that shit to this, to this day. So I don't know why I'm mentioning health to you. I don't know your health. No, I don't know. No, see, I'm on it, like. I'm on it. I just, so I'm that friend. I'm that guy that, like, when you speak of life insurance, yeah. I, if I don't pay no bill, I'm paying my life insurance. I got about three, four uh-huh. policies. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, I just had a scare with my with my health when I was in the hospital. And that yeah. really, that really amped me up. And the thing about it is my, my, my guy that I'm talking about, he had a situation, too, where he was having some issues. So when I was in the hospital, I called him like, hey, because the lady was telling me like, yeah, a lot of young black men is coming in here 
um, with these stomach issues that you having or whatever. She like, luckily you caught it, and since then I've been on it. But you know, I'm calling my guy. Hey, bro, you need to check and see, you know, if you got the same thing because she's saying like it's like you know, it's it's something going on out here with this food and stuff. And basically, what I know, I can't say can't eat like no young dude no more. You know what I'm saying? Got to mm-hmm, like you mm-hmm. saying, take care of myself. So I've been on it. My wife, she's a hell no. She goes to the gym. She uh, pescatarian, don't eat no, you know, me. So it's like me, I'm in a process of changing because I've, I've been a little guy all my life, so I finally started gaining some weight as I got older. So I like I liked the weight gain, but it wasn't healthy. So now it's, time to, it's now it's time to turn, you know, healthy. But it's like I'm on it. So it's like as I'm trying to grow, and that's why you say you grow up. I'm, as I'm trying to grow, I'm trying to make those that I love grow with me, and everybody got their own pace. And I just got to accept that and just – it's life and take that for what it is. Like it's life and you can't everybody can't go and it's not my job to bring everybody. Yes, sir. It's 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 life, fam. And that's why people have to listen to this episode and take my experiences because see I didn't have nobody to teach me. My my family died when I was young. Everybody in my family's deceased. So everything mm-hmm. I went through, I had to go through that shit and that shit you know, when I look back it was probably rough there, but it, I think I got through it then. But when I think about it now, it's tougher. But what I'm right. sharing with you is it's just life. Yeah. And everybody should have a TK on their shoulder. And everybody should always say, what would TK do? I want everybody to remember that. What man. would TK That's why do? You got me through this whole week at work, man, listening to it. Man, I went back all the way to the beginning of the podcast episodes and just listen wow. like, man that's why like why you say like i'm if i i i down there didn't need to call you because i know what you was gonna tell me but part of it was like man i need to hear him tell it to me you know what i'm saying like yeah yeah you, you the og man you the og and it's yeah like, i want all you fellas to win and when people come to my shows and the guys say man you changed my life yo and i i'll be laughing in my head i'll be laughing right i'm like yo do i really had this effect on the world, and I really do, and especially to you guys in your age group and younger. I mean, all over the world, sir. It's like unbelievable when I'm in different parts of the of the world, and people have seen me on Blad or Drink Champs or um, Mike Tyson's podcast, um, or just heard me on my own podcast. It's just really a beautiful fucking feeling to know that I'm really making a change out here in the world and it really feels good and and like I said you you winning this I'm gonna repeat myself before I go you are winning kids a wife a home that's paid out you're paying your um, uh, insurance policy all you got to do now is love you more Jim Go for your walks. Pick your friends carefully. And you don't need friends. You need acquaintances. All right. It's a difference. I think friends are for children. If you could, if you could, to the people who do have friends over their they childhood and you still grow up to this day, you're still together, you are, you're lucky. You're lucky yeah. to have See, I never have, had that. I think. I think that's something that I guess I learned for because I, I never had that. Like how you said, you lost your, you know, your family. So my family kind of said my family never was big. Lost my mind when I was young. So you know, like 
the holiday season, you know how that get for everybody. It's like, dang, you, you, especially yeah. social media. We watching people like, you kind of long for that. Like, dang, I wish I had that. And I got it with my family. When my kids are still young and I know, I, I, I know as long as I'm alive, where my family is going to grow to be. You win so it. Like, now, everybody don't have those great stories, and I'm going to share one of mine. Since I was in college, I was always away from my family because I was always, I was a track star when I was young. So I never had the the opportunity to spend Thanksgiving with family. I was always traveling. When the pandemic happened, that was the first time I had Thanksgiving with my children at the same time. 30-something years now. Wow. 30-something years. I never had Thanksgiving because I'm a celeb. People base their Thanksgiving around seeing me because I'm the entertainment. Right. So I had taught myself in college about being disciplined and strong and not getting emotional. Now, 30-something years later, I'm still making money. I'm still that nigga on Thanksgiving. But I always said to myself, what are you prepared to sacrifice? What did you have to give up? Now, yeah, I'm rich. I'm still close to my children. Could I Could I be closer? Yes, but I, I don't look at it like that. It's just life. Mm. Love my, I love my kids to death. I'll do anything for them. But I'm not that typical, traditional dad because that's not my life. Right. And if you've heard my episodes, you always heard you always heard me say, "Play the hand that you dealt." Right. See, if you play the hand that you dealt, you won't get emotional. If you play the hand that you dealt, you understand life and you deal with what's there in front of you. And I deal with what's in front of me, right. and I want you to deal with what's in front of you. And nope, you don't have the friends that you thought you should have. You want to bring everybody hang out with you, but you, you're going to have more peace of mind <laughs> without man, all that bullshit. True. Cause I don't mean, you know, I don't mean nothing. My name ain't in nothing. You know what I'm saying? A nigga say I said something. I know he lying. Cause I, you know, I know who I talk to and all that. Yes. You know, peace of mind. You ain't got nobody coming up your house, looking at your wife. Mm-hmm. You ain't got nobody. You ain't going over no nigga house. He got a cute wife. You ain't looking at them. Like there's mm-hmm. so many, I see so many, advantages by you not having the friends you think you should have in your life. See, everybody thinks they should have these friends, but friends, girlfriends, even wives, even husbands, even boyfriends, even people will come into your life and destroy you. There's some people that make your life better. You just got to fall back Take one day at a time, and then you'll know. Right. But what's the rush? What's the what's so important? Like, I need a friend. I don't have friends, but friends. <laughs> no, I ain't, know. I ain't know that. No, I'm just I, saying. I'm so, yeah, I'm, I'm, no, I'm, so, I'm just fucking with you, dog. Okay. Yeah. I need friends. No, I ain't know that. I'm straight. That's it. Get your money. But the thing that I want for you today is your help. And see, I didn't even know that you had that problem with the doctor. Yeah, that was that was the that was the uh, wake up calling. Like I've been on it since then. That happened in. Um, that Here's was the thing morning. I want you to do before I forget. 
when you get up the phone with me, I want you to check Google um, Life, L-I-F-E, Screening, S-C-R-E-E-N-I-N-G, Life Screening. When they come to your city, I want you to go. It's like maybe one hundred twenty-five dollars, okay. but they is like hooking you up to um, a machine. They put all these things on your ankle, your neck. They check your blood flow. They know if you, they they could tell you you're about to have a stroke. They tell you all these things to take your blood. Like it's awesome, yo. And a lot of people don't know about it. Life screening. Go to appointment, go once a year, it will prevent heart attacks. Oh, homie. Because, see, when you go to the doctor, the doctor only tells you what you tell them, where you hurt. I was about, man, you snatched my mom. I was about to say, they only say what you're telling them. Yes. But this machine that they put you on, five nurses, and you go to different sections in the building, and they take you through all these tests. You get your stuff back in like about a week in the mail. Then you could take that same information to your doctor and you could tell your doctor what's going on. That okay. is what's important. Like I, went to the, I go to the doctor every three months. Like I don't be playing. Yeah. So I have been feeling real sluggish. And I felt that my testosterone is 36, dog. That's low as hell. No energy. But I was... Because of my mindset, I've always been that negative ghost. So I said, wow, if my testosterone is 36, it's been 36 for a while because I never wanted a testosterone shot. Wow. But I finally got one. And I didn't feel the difference yet, but I got to go every two weeks now for the next three months. I'm going to be a fucking firecracker because I already, <laughs> got, I already got the ability to just win. So I go to the doctor. I have those type of things, small things with my body. But, you know, I'm 60-something years old, right? Yeah, right so my right. testosterone should be should not be that low. Enough. The normal that age for, yeah, the normal level for me at my age was to be 242. I'm 36. So I have that back by the time in three months because I travel a lot. Then I got to travel with my, my um, kids to... Geneva, Switzerland. I got to go to Bermuda. I got to go to Africa this year, um, Dubai. So I want to make sure that I'm very well um, energetic and I should be fine. So um, that's the purpose of me telling you to the fans listening around the world, what going shopping, buying jewelry, going to whatever you shop at. The most important thing in your life, ladies and gentlemen, is the doctor. And go for walks and eat properly. See, our family, when we were young, we were never taught how to eat. Mm-hmm. We just ate. Eat and we put, all this, yeah, we put all this bullshit in our bodies that you find out now that's just slowly killing our show. I mean, I read every day. I read, watch documentaries almost every day through the week, even just a few minutes of it. They're killing us, yo. Mm-hmm. They're killing us. You know? It's like, like um, no. We, we, no, go ahead. No, I was about to say, it's like, I, you know, I noticed, like, you know, you go into some suburbs, like in the, in the cities, you know, they got the 50-cent bag of chips, quarter bag of chips. 
You go out there in the suburbs, they don't got that. They don't even sell that. You can't yeah, buy it. But here's what you guys got in Detroit. What's that, um, the the popular restaurant that everybody goes to at 2 o'clock in the Con- morning? Coney Island. Coney Island. Coney Island, no disrespect, have been killing no, people the worst. <laughs> yeah. for 50-something fucking years because they'll give you an ounce of shrimp or a pound of batter around the shrimp. Mm-hmm. They're killing for, everybody. For $12. <laughs> for $12. And when after I was you'd, young, you'd have been in the club drinking all night. Right, I was gonna say when I was young, I used to see y'all in there, and I used to tell my friends, "I'm not eating that bullshit." <laughs> I saw it years ago, yo. That's, so that's the club. That's I, when the club. I come there, you see the women with the big butts and they fat and got the big stomach. Yeah, they look good though. Some of the girls look good, but everybody grew up on that Coney Island shit. All of y'all did, and that shit is horrible, yo. And no disrespect <laughs> to Coney Island. No, I'm not yeah, saying I'm anything wrong. Yeah, I'm not saying anything wrong to them. If they listening, you guys know y'all give a piece of shrimp, not even bigger than your thumb, but put batter around the shrimp the size of your fist. Oh, yeah, yeah we putting chili and cheese on the fries. Yes, and putting chili <laughs> cheese on the fries. All that shit is killing the black man. So listen to everybody. Yeah. Everything in this world is to destroy black people. I'm yeah. telling you. From the food industry to alcohol to even the hair industry where our women who are getting um, weaves on their head or put chemicals in their brain even to putting glue on the eyelashes. To have all that chemical is going into your body. These are facts. Every nationality in this world has gotten rich off black people. They've gotten rich off us because we spend the most money out of everybody. We the trendsetters. We do it all. Some white people steal from us. We come up with great ideas. They steal it. Now they're on Kyrie and Kanye West's head and... The thing that I explained to I want everybody listening to me on this one. When I was growing up, it was one of the rules of life was never discuss politics or religion. Mm-hmm. Never. And these guys went on the limb to tell the truth. Yes, they are telling the truth. But let me tell you about game and strategy. See, Kyrie Irving and Kanye West are multimillionaires. You have to stay low-key and flex occasionally because no one's never won, as far as I've known in my lifetime, that when they went up against the Jews, that they won. Like, you either get banned, they take your platform away from you, and you lose million dollars, but our people are not going to help you. If you lose every dime and you're homeless, no one's going to say, hey, come live with me, I got you. I'm going to feed you for the rest of your life. I love the way you stood up, brother. It's just a facade. But here's the play. When you got money, that kind of money, and you see that the world has lied and manipulated us for years, well, when you got that kind of bread, you build schools to teach the young. You give them knowledge about their history because everybody who says something about the Jews wind up apologizing and donating money to their charity. 
Like you say what you got to say, but then a week later you apologizing for something you shouldn't have to apologize for. But it is what it is, ladies and gentlemen. That's the that's the lane you should not go down. Not that is not the truth. You have to be smart. So being smart is build schools to teach the young. And in that way, you get what you want. You build an army of knowledgeable and strong black men and women. Because this way, the only thing that we get out is negativity. And the kids who are looking, see, Kyrie Irving got banned. See, Kanye West lost all his businesses. They don't see because they still didn't get it, right? Because it was only a brief moment of knowledge. Because you got shut down. But if you took the same money and stood behind what you're saying and built a a school in in the the cities around the country, you can get your message across. This is what I'm trying to say. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the T.K. Kirkland Podcast. Listen, this week coming up, I'm in Boca Raton, Florida at the Boca Black Box, all right, located in Piccadilly, Square. For tickets and more information, call 561-483-9036. Also, and I'm going to give you tickets too, fam. Also, um, Thanksgiving weekend, come check me out at Burt's in Detroit, Michigan. Listen to me. If you ain't never been to one of my shows at Burt's, um, you don't understand what you're missing because it's already going to be sold out. And I'm telling you guys now, once you hear this, Call them immediately to get your tickets, all right? Let me give you guys that information so you will know people because y'all playing out here, all right? So Thanksgiving weekend, Friday, November 25th, the day after Thanksgiving, 7 p.m. and 10 p.m. Saturday, November 26th, 6 p.m. 8 p.m. and 10 p.m. Oh, my God, they work with me. And Sunday, November 27th, 6 p.m. and 8 p.m. Get your tickets, all right? Purchase your tickets at www.eatatberts.com. All right? First Comedy Warehouse, 2739 Russell Street, Detroit, Michigan. Zip code. Four eight two zero seven. Make sure you are in the building, fam. Make sure you reach out to me that time. I got two tickets for you and your wife. Okay. I appreciate it. I was just about to ask you coming back to the D too. Yeah, I'll be down there, so I'm I'm looking forward to it. You know, we're gonna drop game on them to everybody around the world. Please, I hope you're happy. I hope you're healthy, and I want you to win. Please get your checkups. Please stay healthy out here. And um, I hope that I changed somebody's life today or inspired you a little more today. Wish you the best, fam. I appreciate you. Yes, sir. Take care of yourself. Make sure you follow TK Kirkland on Instagram at TK underscore Kirkland. For more information about upcoming events and more, visit www.officialtkkirkland.com. This episode of the TK Kirkland Show was produced by Chris Thomas, executively produced by Charlemagne the God. This is an official Loudspeakers Network production.